Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, Chris and Christina. We are going to pick up where we left off with living room conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about our early marriage years. So I was, I just turned 30 when we married and you were 23. Wow. Because I I'm, was young. I'm six and a half years older than you. So. Yeah. So we got married in 1991. And um, if you listen to the podcast about our dating relationship, we're fast forwarding. Now we're, we're early married years. <laughs> and one thing that we had to learn and after almost 31 years are still learning is the art of confrontation. Do you want to paint a picture of how confrontation <laughs> went in the early days? Well, confrontation, but yeah, basic communication, which is is the foundation of that, right? Right, right, right. So here's an ex- first thing that came to my mind was this. Oh, Christina, what do you think about going to the movie on Friday? This is like Monday, I think. Something. Okay, like this that. isn't confrontation. This is basic communication, right? Well, it's actually both. Okay. Yeah. And so I said, "What do you think about going to the movie this coming Friday?" And you said, "Sure." Well. My brain, my personality um, settled on what do you think about? And so what your brain settled on. We're going to the movies on Friday. We're going to the movie on Friday. And so you had planned in your mind. You were excited. And I was like, maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we won't. And I'd kind of forgotten about it. And so um, I think maybe maybe Friday came up and you you said, uh, so what movie do you want to go see? And I said, movie? You said, you said we were going to the movie on Friday. I said, no, I did. I said, what do you think about going? And there was an argument sure. in that, something over something ridiculous. But I promise you, if you're honest, you know you've had those similar conversations right. in marriage, in a dating relationship, with your family at home, on something that really has no makes no sense to do that. Yeah, so our basic communication skills, based on our personalities, I'm a planner. I'm a strategist. I'm a, yeah... If this is the plan, then how are you going to get there? And a, you were just like, hey, I'm, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I'm a visionary. I thought, ah, oh, there's potential. Maybe we go to a movie. Maybe we go, I don't High know. High Mount Effort. Who yeah, knows? like who knows? Yeah. So just, yeah, communication, uh, the lack of communication skills, I'll say on my part, um, was really lacking. What's, we have to laugh well, about Well, on my this. part too, though, right. like, okay, now I learned to say, is this a idea or do you want to make a concrete plan? If it's just an idea, do you want to talk about it some more? If it's a plan, what movie, what time? Yeah, just <laughs> asking well, clarifying questions. And this is this is humor right here. Yeah. We both have bachelor degrees in what, Christina? <laughs> Communications. Communications. <laughs> and so a degree does not mean oh, you know how to word. communicate with your spouse well at all. Oh, my not word. Not at all. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a doctorate in communications. <laughs> you may still have problems. You get to practice In basic communication with your spouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some other communication things was uh, were I, I did not handle confrontation. I didn't like confrontation. Um, you, on the other hand... Didn't mind confronting over the tiniest to the largest. <laughs> I saw, I saw, almost saw potential. How can I confront today? So these oh conversations my can happen. Gosh, I yeah. almost went looking for it. Yeah, which is not healthy. Sure. So I was one extreme. You were the other. I was the absolute other. Like covered up at all costs. Don't ever talk about it. 
And I would confront on everything, like, why did you put pepperoni on that pizza instead of sausage? <laughs> what I do mean, you mean? It sounds silly, but I, I was too over the top with it. But I grew up in an un- unhealthy home where real things were not talked about, and I knew this is not going to be a part of my life. But again, I needed a mentor. I needed someone to walk a journey with me and right. help me learn. Hey, let's put a pin in this, because when we say we did this behavior because we grew up in dysfunctional home, or I grew up in a, a home that handled things this way, that is not blaming. That is stating the facts. And True. then you've got to learn a different way. So I just wanted to clear the air on that. We're not ever blaming <laughs> why I did certain things, why you did certain things. Yeah, but I think it's important to go, you know, I did these because here's the facts. These, this is where, well, we learned communication, the lack of it. Um, pretty much everything early on we learned from our, our family that we're right. raised in, right? That's the environment. Right, right, and right. so if I did, was not a good communicator today, or when I do blow it in my communication with you or the girls that we have, we have three daughters who are adults now, if I didn't make it right, then, and I said, well, you know, I was raised in a dysfunctional home. That's why I was rude to you. That's unacceptable. No. So you're right. It's not blaming, but let's call it what it is. If you were raised in a dysfunctional home, you're in denial if you say, I wasn't. Okay, so I was. So what yeah. do I do with that? Right. God has worked miracles in my life that I don't live in dysfunction today. Yeah. And communication was hindered because of how I was raised. Right. Our communication was was hindered. You were maybe too non-committal and I was way way committal like okay, then let's make a plan. But I didn't have the tools or really the confidence. I didn't feel like I had a voice to say, "Can we clarify that?" I was just way 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 too timid. And so part of learning how to communicate is communicating about what's wrong, you know, like if there was a confrontation, I'd be all defensive, like, oh, well, you made me mad. or you, you. Like, I didn't have healthy, I didn't, I had very little healthy tools about how to fight fair, about how to communicate through a conflict. How, how to be honest about your feelings. Yeah. And so what that did for me, I would think things were okay. Yeah. Uh, because you were afraid of what, I might do or say if you were honest about your feelings. Right. And that wasn't your fault. Um, You know, growing up, there wasn't a lot of space for disagreement, you know. Uh, And I really attributed a lot of, I don't know, respect, whatever. If my parents said something, then that was it. And so in my own self, I didn't speak up. But the few times I did, it wasn't received well. So I have that going into our relationship. And then later on, a few times I would speak up, it wasn't received well by you. And we've talked about that. And so then I begin to develop this pattern, don't speak up, don't speak up. It's not going to be received, which was not healthy. Not only it's not healthy, but it, it damages the relationship. Yeah. Oh, well, we're doing good now. If you If we don't go back and discuss something that that hurts someone right it's still there right it's, you get, it just gets covered up but it and sometimes it comes out in ugly ways but that was an area of, of our early marriage again guys we didn't know how to communicate in healthy ways right. and yet we were get this we were leaders <laughs> yeah. in our jobs yeah uh we were involved in in a church we were leaders within the church and yet we were struggling to communicate 
in healthy ways with right. good boundaries within our marriage, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those struggles, like if if I felt like I needed to say something, I would take days. And this is no exaggeration to to muster enough courage to say what I needed to say. And I would be in agony those three days. And then usually, <laughs> we laugh about this, but usually we'd be in bed at night. We would have talked or whatever, getting ready to go to bed. And then my heart would be pounding. I'd be sweating. I'm like, I got to say this now because it would be three weeks of, or three days of my stomach tied in a knot. And I'd go, hey, what would I say? <laughs> I would say, okay, I, I would sense something was wrong. Right. Saying, Everything okay? Yes. Do you need to say anything before we go to sleep? No, I'm good. And I would know in my that spirit. That I was a big fat liar. It, so we would turn our backs to each other to go yeah. to sleep. And then I would almost get dozed off. And then you'd say, okay, here's what's really going on. Yeah, here's something I've been thinking mm-hmm. about. And that would drive me crazy. And it would make me angry going, what? Just be honest. Yeah. And yet I didn't understand the turmoil you were going through in, internally, Christina. Right. About having the courage just to get it out. So but- here's how that could have gone differently. And, and here's how it goes now. If there's something that is bugging me, something I know we need to talk about, I do pray about it. I don't just jump into it. And I ask God through the Holy Spirit to give me wisdom. Like, let me see your point of view, whatever. And then we just talk about it. Hey, and you wait for the right time, like right before you fall asleep isn't the right time. (laughs) You have a time where you're not in the middle of an argument to talk about something. And then you talk it through. Um, I am quick to do that now. So if you identify with me like, I can't talk, there is hope. Get yourself tools. Get yourself Find tools. A, get yourself, get some, yourself tools. some tools. <laughs> but get a mentor. Find ways to deal with your conflict in a healthy manner. If, yeah. if, if uh, people tell you they never argue or have disagreements they're in a marriage. Liars. They, they're liars. Wow, that's strong. <laughs> no, you're not being honest. I guess no. that's being a liar. Yeah. Uh, years ago, uh, when I started seminary, I had a counseling course, and a professional counselor taught this course. Were you in that class with me? I don't know. I don't remember. But he talked about, he's going to tell you about a couple married like 40 years, and they divorced. Mm. And uh, the the man was so shocked, and uh, he said, why are you shocked? He said, "My, my wife never had any problem with our marriage. She did, but she never verbalized it. Yeah. Over year after year after year. Um, she would be struggling with something that he did or said or didn't do or whatever. And she didn't feel like she had a voice to be able to express herself. Yeah. And over years, it built had built up and she'd had enough. Yeah. And after about 40 years of marriage, she said goodbye. That's that's possible mm. for every marriage. Sure. And so, and that's um, where we were headed had the Holy Spirit not intervened, had I not listened to his prompting, had I not like pushed through the, the butterflies in my stomach, to confront. We got it wrong a lot in the beginning. We still get it wrong sometimes now, but we make it right. And it's, you know, I think it's important here too to interject. When there's confrontation, man, you just got to be in a, in a place of the end goal is not that one of us is right and one of us is wrong. The end goal is that we're both heard and seen and if there's forgiveness that needs to be asked or extended, you just make it right. Because the end goal is connectedness and relationship, not that somebody comes out on top. 
Well, last week when we were preparing for these podcasts, yeah. we were having dialogue about the topics, the uh-huh. episodes, yeah. and we had a we had a conflict. Remember that? No. You don't? <laughs> I don't. Remember, I was, you said, are you okay now? I said, well, I'm just frustrated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah excuse me. Uh-huh. And that, guys, it happens. And then, so what do we do with it now? Right. Um, I want to go back to how we grew up. Again, I was not, I didn't have a voice either growing up, yeah. but I was fighting inside to have a voice and I would push it. Yeah. And that's interesting. Are there more scenarios, but when you don't have a voice, you either learn to, to squelch your voice, hide, mute your voice, or you're just waiting to turn the volume up and blast and, and, somebody and, with your I, voice. I was a good kid, but I remember it, we were all at home, which was not the norm. And there were five kids, my parents, and my dad, you guys know the story if you've listened to previous podcasts, he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- there were there was no relationship with our dad. He was just living in the house with us. Mm-hmm. But so we're all in the living room. It's cold outside. And it, we may have been snowed in. And we're bored. And this is long before cable TV. <laughs> and I had the idea. I'm the second oldest kid. Uh-huh. I would have been probably 15. I said, hey, guys, I have an idea. Let's play this game. Let's go around and tell each other. What gets on our nerves about the other person? Because that's going to turn out good. <laughs> Try doing that with your family and see how that works. Oh, my Try word. doing that with your spouse. And I just thought it'd be great. And I look at that now. Why did I do that? I was trying to be heard. You were screaming. Yeah, because yeah, I couldn't wait to get to my dad or my yeah. mom, Yeah. Uh, mainly my dad, and say, this is what I think. Yeah. Now, no one, I think we started it. My parents, I think, left the room maybe. But I started it and. My younger sister, who's with the middle child, uh-huh. a sweetheart of a woman. She probably was tied in knots. She was. And I heard her feelings I would have been instantly. that person. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just telling that, I grew up in a home like you with no voice. Mm-hmm. And that's going to hinder any future relationships you have. It has to be addressed. Yeah. So I think what we're talking about, I hope you identify that, okay, you get married and you start this new life. Well, you're starting a new life with a backstory and your experiences play into how you communicate with your spouse and you've got to do some hard work. You got to do the legwork to make your current relationship work. You got to filter through some of the junk from your past to make what you have now work. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Excuse me, guys. Part of our past is that when you marry someone do you think you marry the family as well? Oh, heavens, yes. You do? Yeah. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's yeah. just a package deal. Right. Um, I wasn't prepared for that, nor yeah. were you. Because no. when I married into your family, there were things that were thrown upon me that I didn't know how to handle. Right. And same thing for vice you. Vice versa. Yeah. It's vice versa. Yeah. And so imagine this. Um, you're trying. You're newly married, and you're trying to move forward and have a healthy marriage, and it's exciting. And you have this issue happen, and you're trying to figure it out. And you're learning how to set boundaries, but then each other's families don't get that. Right. Sometimes <laughs> that's hard. The, the families of the the married couple, they can have such influence in yeah. negative ways. Yeah. And it can. I remember telling you, I'm I am frustrated. I grew up in a dysfunctional home, and. I am not going to be in a dysfunctional marriage. Right. And so there were some things within your family and my family too, yeah. which were pushing into us. Right. And right. that really frustrated me. So we had to learn how to have boundaries. Yeah. And yet you want good relationships with your parents, with your siblings, yep. 
And so again, oh, we talk a lot. I tell people I talk for a living. And so <laughs> if I don't know how to communicate at this point, there's a real problem. Yeah. So what else? Um, I think that's, is that good? I mean, just the back, the reason for telling all of this is when you get married, you're carrying all of the years that you lived as a single person into that marriage. And so the things that you learn, both good and bad, have to be tweaked because the Bible says you you guys become one. So as you become one, then you have to redefine, okay, this is how we're going to deal with our conflict. This is how we're going to deal with when your mom gets on my nerves or when my brother-in-law rubs you the wrong way. You just, it goes back to communication, healthy commu- communication, talk, 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 talk. I want to use our oldest daughter and her, her husband as a great example. I think when they shared their vows, I love this. When they shared their wedding vows, um, the, the mentor couple that took them through their, um, pre wedding weeks and, and met with them and talked about all kinds of things. They came up with core values that their brand new family would stand for. And they shared those core values. Like one of them is we're going to be people who have fun and we're going to be people who uh, live out our faith. Um, I think hospitality, I can't remember all of them. That was, but you know, that was one of them as yeah, well. I love that they'd already decided, okay, here's our core values. We may not hit the mark every time, but this is the goal we're striving for. That is brilliant. That is so so wise. It just really helps you in those early days of establishing two people coming together as one. This is where we've been so encouraged over the years. So all, all three of our daughters are adults now, but now our oldest is married. And that <clears throat> the things we've learned through mistakes, through challenges, how we grew up, um, the how we've learned to have healthy boundaries, we've been able to pour that into our girls as they were growing up yeah. that they would start much further ahead than we did. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good communication with the person you're dating or you're, you're married to. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the early stages of wedding, marriedhood, whatever, <laughs> of being a couple, find older people who are willing to speak to you authentically to share their mistakes, to share their successes. Um, if you are not married and you feel like that's going to be on your, the horizon for you someday, become a student of communicating. Communicate well with your friends. Um, yeah, so we hope today has given you a little bit of inside food for thought about communication um, as we talked about our early marriage days. So as always, thanks for listening today. thank you as always for listening if today was helpful if something that you listened to was helpful we would really love it if you would go to apple or spotify leave us a review download subscribe and for all things related to podcast if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you just go to fahrenheitmentoring.org 